This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to another Freedom Fighter podcast. Uh, we're on part two of our series on Christ the Healer and I'm really excited to be offering this, uh, teaching this week. No preaching, as I make a point, that this is not about preaching a message, it's actually just sharing a story and it's my story. So we're really looking at the healing presence of Christ uh, and how it's central to the healing of mankind's souls. And and getting the getting a vision of this, seeing this properly is so is so key uh, to 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 healing flowing in and through our lives. We know what we focus on, we move toward. What we behold, we become. So establishing the truth and getting our thoughts the right right believing right is going to lead to right thinking, right confessing, right acting. So I pray your faith is deeply encouraged and increased. Uh, as you're listening to this week's podcast. God bless you. Morning, guys. Great to see you all. Um, I know um, it's a beautiful morning out there. And I, I'm really, uh, I hope this just makes your day. You know, we, we have the sun shining, but see when, see when we hear things, it can bring sunshine inside our hearts. Hear good news. So I pray this this message today really brings that sunshine, brings that hope, brings that light into your hearts this morning. So let's just open up with prayer. God, I, I worship you. We praise you for your uh, for your presence with us. We thank you for the opportunity to um, to meet, to share, to 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 bring your word, to establish your word. So I just pray for ears to see, uh, ears to hear. Sorry, for eyes to see. For hearts that are ready to receive, I pray for each person that they'd be uplifted, they'd be up encouraged, God, that there'd be something awakened within them, that that can happen for me, that that's the road I need to take. Something, oh God, today for each soul, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the goal of this series has been uh, to increase, uh, increase our faith. You know, in the light of COVID, uh, in the light of the the pandemic, and the you know the let's just say you know the, there's a lot of illness has been the, the the virus has been at the forefront of the the nation's attention, but you know the mental health uh, aspect of it all. I know we've talked about that, but you know lacking courage, lacking hope. So I just I pray that this this message really is imparting courage. It's imparting hope, encouraging. Um, so, we we know from John chapter 8 that Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So, I, I read F.F. F. Bosworth, and he talked about the, the farmer in the field. He can't believe for a harvest unless there's seed in the ground. How foolish would it be if you see a farmer out in his field working his farm, and the, you know the, um, he had no seed in the ground, but yet he was saying, "I'm believing for a harvest. <laughs> I'm believing for this harvest to come forth 
without the seed. So, this verse here, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. First, the seed of the truth needs to come into our hearts before we'll ever get free. First, the seed of of a heart in our hearts of knowing that I can be healed. If that's not planted in my heart, I'll never believe for this to happen to me. So the day, I heard this years ago and I stand by it for myself. I heard a, a guy say, I'm not a preacher. Now, you look like a preacher, sound like a preacher, worldwide uh, renowned uh, speaker. But he goes, I'm not a preacher. And he said, all I'm doing is helping people get out of the prisons that I was in. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. And to me, it's like I'm no turn. I'm no on on recording these things and talking to everybody here because oh, just to preach to people. I'm literally telling my story. I'm telling my story of what's actually happened to me, how I got out of certain prisons, you know, and know that I've arrived. But you know, we're, we've got we've had a journey. We've been through some processes that's that's created some things. So we're able to share that with others who are, who are, who are maybe no even started the journey yet, who are maybe in the journey and needing a bit of encouragement, who are needing a wee bit of, a wee bit of uh, you know, instruction, a wee bit of, uh, you know, inspiration. So, so I pray the day that that, 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 will, that will fill every person that's hearing this. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the will of God, uh, the word of God. So, you need faith for something, we need to hear about it. You know, to, to, to hear about the healing that can come to us spiritually, psychologically, relationally, physically, I need to hear about it for, it, for, for faith to rise. So, I'm praying today that the, the faith will rise. And uh, faith, guys, begins where the will of God is known. Beautiful statement, F.F. Boswell said this, Faith begins where the will of God is known. You know, so it's hard for us to believe for something that we don't know is 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 rightfully ours. We, how can we believe for something when we know that it's 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 a uh, you know we know that we've we've got an inheritance, for instance, uh, that you know somebody's somebody's told us we'll, we'll we'll do something for you, and we know that we can believe for it and follow instructions. I'm giving you a job. I want you to do this, I want you to do that, I'll pay you this. Well, I can then believe, when according to that, what that person's told me, the instructions have given me to, to go and prepare myself and turn up to do a job. So it's the same in, in the kingdom of God. I need to know what God's will is for me. What treasures, what, what benefits has he promised me so that I can then believe for them and stand in faith for them. So I pray today, that as, as, as we exp- go further and explain some more stuff, Will will uh, you know these things will become clear, and there'll be faith rising in each heart. So just a wee summary, guys, for last week. The basis of this series was I'm in a counselling course, and I mentioned last week we are studying a psychology of some people's study of the psyche. A man, Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud. They come up with some good concepts. Helpful understanding, uh, you know, uh, you know, to, to understand the psyche. But their, their view of God was all wrong. 
So their, their view of the soul of man was all wrong. So it was faulty. Their ideas were based upon a false view of God and a, so a faulty view of the creation, the, the man that he'd created and the, the central part that God is required, he's a massive part of the healing of the soul of man. Put God out the picture and all these psycholo- the psych- psychology, the study of the psyche, it can just be a lot of uh, 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 groundless ideas that will send you doing cul-de-sacs, that will get you more self-conscious because you'll be looking at yourself too much. So, I was challenged in this class uh, as having black and white thinking. Right? Because of my conviction and and, and my, my reticence to actually listen or be open to... These some of these theories that I just felt that that there's no life in that for me. Sorry, you know I'll maybe I'll maybe tick some boxes and and, and do do some do some uh, you know uh, an assignment about it, but I'll never look at it again. Um, you know, so this is why I was inspired. Instead of getting into a fight, it's college about you know why I don't believe. Just do a series. I felt led, do a series around the subject, establish the facts, establish the truth. And here's the, this is the truth of what I believe. And not just what I believe as a theory, but what's actually happened in my own life. We defined last week that to heal something is to cause a wound or an injury to a person to become sound or healthy. And I'm not, I know that we don't need to, uh, we don't need to uh, you know, uh, uh, shout out, but everyone is here. We've went through something in life. We've either been hurt and wounded psychologically, we've either been hurt and wounded physically. You know, there's something in our lives that, uh, that, 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 that's been, you know, damaged. So that sense of, I need to be made whole. I need to be restored. Um, you know, I, I, it made me think, as a child of the 90s, uh, I was singing this, Linda was laughing at me yesterday, the Atomic Kitten song. <laughs> <laughs> song called You Can Make Me Whole Again <laughs> so I don't know about Dan and some others here but you know it's a cracking catchy tune you know uh, but it's you know the, the main thing is you can make me whole again you know it's sorry if I, I've picked these off some he's covering your ears here but you know but the, the, the message is uh, you know that promise you can make me whole again really? really can I be whole? After everything that's happened to me, everything I've went through psychologically, the damage that's been done emotionally, you know, the damage that, that I've inflicted on myself through sin, and how I've handled what happened to me in my, my younger years, or, you know, the physical out, out, issues that, 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 that we go through. Um, we mentioned last week about the, the, the beauty of, the, of, of watching that BBC adult, um, show called The Repair Shop. And I was connecting that way, that you know the the what you're seeing and the and the and how it makes you feel as a watching this that people take something that's been in their family that's been precious to them and it's but it's broken beyond repair that it feels broken beyond repair and they take it to the repair shop and boom these specialists do their thing and the joy of the precious family uh, you know heirloom or, or 
some some that's been in the family for years, being restored back to its original condition and being able to be used. It's like wow, that there's some deep doing it feels so fulfilling and satisfying. But for me, what it touches in me is I love, I love, and I'm so fulfilled and satisfied at seeing things being restored. Because I know it's a heartbeat of our Father God. His will, Jesus' mission, can, if, you, if you break, uh, uh, look for it down into a couple of sentences, John Eldridge paraphrased this by saying, What does Jesus come to do? Came to restore our hearts and came to set us free. Simple as that. Restoring our hearts, restoring them to factory settings, restoring what has been lost and broken, stolen, surrendered, damaged in our lives. It's brilliant news for those of us who have been damaged. Brilliant news. And so, we looked at Isaiah chapter 53 last week and the amazing realities of this, this passage was quoted nearly 40 times in the New Testament because it was verifying and validating the work of Christ. In Matthew chapter 8, Matthew is 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 writing about how much, uh, how many healings Jesus was doing, and then he quotes, he quotes in verse seventeen the the Isaiah fifty three. He says, "This is to fulfil what Jesus is doing here is to fulfil what Isaiah wrote about seven hundred years ago, right? That this is his will that he went about healing all who were uh, uh, all the authorities, uh, you know, and 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 you know, when, the, the transgressions." That he was wounded for healing all those who, who who were who were sick, and this was physical, mental, physical. You know, it was it was a full dinner. Jesus was healing people. So I mentioned the basis of my conviction that I was getting challenged about this black and white thinking. So it wasn't my thinking. I have to say because you know we can go to these colleges and get in discussions with people who are who are clued up with other theories. But the reality for me, this wasn't a theory, it was a conviction. And it was a conviction that was given to me after a lot of struggle and hardship. I was sitting in absolute despair because of the reality of my inner condition at that point. You know, because of the damage I had done psychologically to myself. And, uh, you know, I mentioned last week that the friend I was praying with had this vision of of me looking beyond the theories and the quotes that I was searching for. I was doing a lot of study, I was reading a lot of books. You know, it was I was beyond these theories and these quotes and I was kneeling at Jesus' feet, praise God. What a, what a rescue that was, to no longer be dependent on myself to heal myself. You know, there was an element of being at Jesus' feet and Jesus' hand being on it, over my head and his hand liquid light, and it was significant, this liquid light pouring in, in from him, his hand, through every cell in my body, right, um, you know, and so, and at the same time, I had a, I had this sense of this chapter in Isaiah completely blank, and what it spoke to me was, at that stage, stage in my life, I was living as if Jesus' work meant nothing, I was if living as if this hadn't even happened. Because I didn't know about it. I wasn't receiving it and I did not trust in it. I was still in such despair because of my physical condition. The damage that had, that had happened to me. 
But what this was, what this uh, instruction was all about was: this is the truth. The truth is, Christ is my healer, and I have to look to Him for the healing. Uh, uh, my, my my mind, my emotions, my my physical body. Um, so, I, I'm just going to share a wee bit the day on the healing presence, His healing presence, and how uh, you know I began to get a vision of this, and how this is near like oh you know you, one day you get it. This is about us repositioning ourselves and redirecting ourselves on a daily basis because there is a battle for our minds to get taken up with all sorts of distractions and different visions that take us because what you focus on you move towards what you behold the word behold is what you keep observing and gazing at and staring at you're going to become you're going to keep moving in that direction so getting the proper vision in place of who do I look to for healing? It's so important. Right? And so, for me, I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll share this first, actually. Uh, there's, in a wee healing book I've got, there's a article that's that's um, written, by, uh, that was written, sorry, in the Reader's Digest for 1991. And, it, and it was, the article was called Patient Knows Best. They said there's a person's answer to the question, is your health excellent, good, fair, or poor is a remarkable predictor of who will live or die over the next four years according to new uh, findings a study of more than 2,800 men and women 65 years and older found that those who rate their health poor are four to five times more likely to die in the next four years than those who rate their health excellent this was the case even if examinations showed the respondents to be in comparable good health these findings are supported by a, a review of five other large studies, totaling 23,000 people, which reached similar conclusions accord, according to some of these people at these universities. So, the main point of the article was that people who have got an image of themselves of being in poor health will look at that image, will talk that image, will feel depressed because of that image. They, and even if they are in good health, they seem to live out the reality of the image they have of themselves, even unto death. It's sobering, isn't it? The reality is that 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 is the case. That the more we look at ourselves, no, the no well, look, looking at the wrong uh, image of ourselves, you know, we go in that direction. Um, so, am I saying this is easy? Of course, it's no easy. And every one of us here and every person listening will have a story in how these things have worked out in their lives. Things that have no came eh, true. Healings that maybe have no worked out the way they thought they'd have worked out. Um, but nevertheless, these things still need to be talked about. We still need to reposition our vision, redirect our vision to see correctly. Because we want, we want to increase our faith. Um, I'm going to speak today a wee bit just sh briefly on my own experience in the last four years which I can talk authoritatively to, because it's my story it's not a theory, no somebody's book I've read it's not somebody's a story it's, it's the experiences I've had and these experiences happened when I went to a, a healing retreat 
and then I went to a boot camp. And what happened was, um, you know, the outworking of this vision and what happened at me at college, the challenge was, you're too narrow, you're black and white, you shouldn't just be looking to Christ for healing. You know, you know, you should be looking at all these other things. In my experience with that vision, the vision was beyond the theory, relying on Christ. When I went to these camps, for the first time in my life, I had let, I'd let others into areas that were causing such ill health in my mind and body. And that is a, that are such an important part of this. You know, that whatever, whatever, the, 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 whatever the truth is, whatever the, the thing that we need is, you know, we need to enter into the process to get that thing working out in our lives. Because, you know, we can't do any better until we know any better. We always think what we've always thought, we always get, we've always got. You know, you stay stuck in the same way and the way of thinking, the way of interpreting, the way of processing. You know, there's nothing fresh can come. And that's how it's so important that, as I said to you, I met this 82-year-old who's now dead, God bless God bless him, my friend Billy Jack. When I, I went to see I could not believe I was trying to keep up with the guy. When I went to see him, um, he was telling me all the exercises he was doing at 82 because of the injuries he had. He, he wasn't lying down to his problems. He was updating himself. He wasn't saying, oh, I've got this problem and that's it. You know, there was there was an element that's required of this this resiliency that bouncing back up a, 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 a you know a youthful resilience that's required to to keep a, you know a, making adjustments and adapting yourself to overcome the thing. You know, and I believe that's the case in every situation. We we need to have that. You know, we need to have that. It's it's unique to us. Our healing's unique to us. Our restoration's unique to us. So you know, whatever it takes, we need to be willing. So, um, as I said, my, my journey uh, in, in 2017 took me to America. And what happened at this camp was, I, I, I started realising what this vision was that I had all these years before. I started getting a true vision of God as my father. And I started in this, these sessions experiencing God affirming me and because I started to see God properly and symbol and getting the right image, healing started to come. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just touching on this because I know guys here that have been on the boot camp with us. You know, these things are... Re- I mean, I had to, nobody had ever led me into them in all my 18 years walking this walk. But that, Leanne Payne writes about it, John Eldridge writes about it at length, about the need for God to speak the healing affirming words, that when we receive them and act upon them, they set our hearts free and minds free from the dominating voices, those of the world, our flesh and the devil. <laughs> I believe, that's what I believe, all my heart. All these theories I'm telling you about, they don't even think in these categories. So you're already um, uh, uh, remiss 
because you don't, you're, you're not getting the full picture. You know, we've got a world that's got temptations all over it, leading us into all sorts of things. As first John said, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. And then you've got your own flesh that you need to understand what your own weaknesses are and how we can get tricked into things in our own minds. And then we've got an enemy. There is evil uh, beings, spirits, that are trying to uh, find entrances into our hearts and minds. And we need to be aware or where they try to steal, kill and destroy face. But I know why I focus too much on that. I'm focusing on the importance of the healing presence of Christ. Right? When he brings his healing light into our to eliminate where it is in our lives, where are we been, where are we sinning? Where are we going wrong? Because that results, by the way, in ill health. It results in unrest in our bodies when we're doing the wrong things with our lives. Where are we wounded? Where do we need healing? And when we are sitting, able to receive from him that direct guidance and that direct affirmation, it changes everything. I mentioned at the beginning of the recording podcasts, what are we doing? What's the journey here? And I watched a a documentary about this guy, Rush Taff. Now, Rush Taff's a a Gaither gospel singer. If anybody knows anything about the Christian gospel music, you know... Uh, Russ Taff is one of the main guys over the years with Bill Gaffer. And it, there's a documentary on Amazon Prime and it, it it details his journey from being an alcoholic who was totally abused as a boy whose father seriously uh, damaged him psychologically and then how this was taken into his Christian life. Him is quite a famous singer but yet his heart was broken in two. He was he was producing dysfunction for years, going to all the helps, going to all the he was addiction recovery stuff and getting help, counselling. Never it never uh, it, it never touched the, the, the parts of his heart that needed to be touched. The end of the documentary he tells how he goes in this last ditch. It was like his wife was just done. She was actually saying, Look, he's been to so much help, it's no what. But he goes to this uh, retreat that that really that, that had this kind of approach that I'm talking about for the first time in his, his experience. He experienced this type of approach that got to the trauma behind the patterns in his life. And he said, he goes to pray for a guy, sorry, he goes to sing for this elderly pastor. Now, this is all in film, it's all filmed. It wasn't planned. The elderly pastor is saying he wants to die well and show his sons how to die well. And this guy, Russ Taft's there. And Russ Taft's saying, that the guy looked like my father. And the guy, before he dies, he asked Russ to pray, but Russ said, no, look, it's you that needs to pray for me. And when he prayed, something so significant happened in Russ Taft. He said, it was if, he mentioned the word integration. He said, this father like figure affirming me the word integrate is to combine one thing with another to form a whole he said this guy's praying over me like the father was affirming the things that he never got for his own father right I saw this and I goes there it is that's what wholeness that's what God does he'll do it through others for you 
but there's so many of us walking about so fragmented. Parts of us have been so damaged and wounded because of the damage in our past, and we nobody gets close. We've 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 handled this wound, these wounds so badly. We we are we are addictions. We the, the way we 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 react to people in situations. And 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 you know, there's that sense: can I ever be well? Can I ever be free? And I know from my experience, this is how God does it. This is how we're made whole. Those broken parts are affirmed into life by Him, are affirmed into health by Him. We are thoroughly made whole. Hallelujah. Um. So that that is has been has has been this story of my story these last few years around these things. Um. You know, as I said, what we behold, we become. What we're looking at, we're going to move towards. It's important that we're, 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 we are set, single-mindedly set. Here's, here's who's going to heal me. In my college course, I've been mentioning this, but I've taken years to be emotionally honest because like, everyone is. We don't want to be exposed. We don't want to come into the light because we're scared of what it costs us. We're scared that we're going to really be found out and, 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 and you know, people are not going to like us. We will be rejected. You know, but the, the, the reality of, of, of this process is this. Jesus mentioned, as I've said many times, Matthew 7, you know, enter in by the narrow gate. Because discipline and difficult is the way that leads to life and there's few who find it. If this was easy, everybody would be getting it. But actually bringing our hearts to Christ... And having the courage and, the, and, the, and the, the, the character to say whatever it takes, I'm not running away. I'm going to keep my eyes, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed. I'm going to trust my God. And uh, so um, I know people listening to this <laughs> will be mocking these things. There is no God to scoff. Um, and I, as, I, as I waited and prayed about this yesterday morning, I had an experience in a prison, Young Offenders, 1999. Uh, I was looking at all these bad guys, Glasgow boys got to church, and I was in my head, I'm not going to repeat what I was saying, but I was going, what are they weirdos doing? And words to that effect. <laughs> Thinking, what have they, they got to church for? Um, and, and years later, as I thought about that, <clears throat> that come back up, I was thinking about why, why, what was that all about for me? My pride and prejudice, the prejudice that I'd, that I'd absorbed growing up, that all this stuff, all this religious nonsense, it's for weirdos and a lot of other strong words. But that was keeping me back for the experience that would forever change my life. It was keeping me back for the experience that would have forever change my heart, the thing that I needed the most. And so, um, you know, I read beautiful book uh, on on these things for this woman Leanne Payne called the he- Healing Presence, and she shared her testimony to start the book. and And I'm reading this, going, "That's my story." <laughs> you know, she she is writing about um, how we become fully human, how we restored, how to become uh, thoroughly made whole. And she says, "Look, 
I have to share my gratitude or the pain and suffering that I experienced in my early adult life that led her to seek God with all her heart. That was my story. For folk that know me in my past and would hear these things and think, he's got religion, he's nuts, he's this. That's my story. That I experienced enough suffering, enough pain and enough failure that I, I had to say, where else can I go? And I sought God with all my heart and I found the healing presence of Christ. I didn't find a theory. I found the healing presence of Christ. And in that healing presence, I found a saviour that convinced me of my need to be, to be forgiven. Not just a saviour, but the, the Leanne Payne quotes, the fullness of being. Someone, the, the, the uniting us to the eternal, his eternal life, the God quality of life. And the fullness of being that completed my humanity. <laughs> That's the truth. Beyond all these theories that give you but death and confusion. What we need is Christ the healer. God's plan and rescue plan for redemption was to connect us to Christ and his fullness of being. His God quality of life that flows. No, we are the creatures. He's the creator. His creation, creative power flows into us. His healing power and his presence flows into us and makes us whole. Praise the Lord. And uh, she also mentioned this, the pain at having arrived at the utter end of any confidence in herself, which brought her into God's love and care. And that, to me, that, if you're listening and you know that, you know, you've tried and tried and tried, but for me, my story was, and a part of this journey that I read, but only this for was I was doing training at the beginning of the year, and it, it flamed up these old injuries that I got for overtraining. Why did I overtrain? Because my God was my image. My God was my, my strength. I, 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 I was basing my value and my worth and what I looked like and how strong I was and kicking about feeling strong in myself. I had to come to the utter end of my confidence and my own strength. And praise God, it was a day, you know, I know you have to walk in every day, but it was a day that I was freed from that vanity of self-dependence and turned over to God-dependence to relying upon the, 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 you know, remember Proverbs chapter 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, don't lean in your own understanding, your own ability to, to think about things. But but in, in all your ways acknowledge your need of God and He'll give you He'll direct directly divine divine guidance. Give you direct divine guidance. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Depart from evil, and, and fear the Lord. Depart from evil. You know these things are like these are the most life giving instructions. You know that I'm going to stand on by faith, and uh, so. Leanne Payne said this beautiful uh, uh, description to finish. This is what the healing ministry is all about, of Christ's healing presence. That we become, we come to the end of our own confidence and our own strength and our own ability to fix ourselves and we surrender into God's love and care. And in this healing presence we bring all the broken pieces of our hearts, our minds, our bodies. She says, in the, in, there in his healing love, our eyes fixed on him in obedience we watch our mended hearts not just become broken, but they're also united with his. Eh? 
That's the key. Not just to become fixed, but to become united with the Spirit of God. And see that our lives that have been shipwrecked and broken and splintered in pieces. Irreparable, it looked like. As, as ships in the sea. Not only repaired, but the first time truly seaworthy. With another at the helm. <laughs> oh, wow. Another captain at the helm. Ready to go. Seaworthy. He makes us seaworthy. So... Christ is the healer, he befriends the sinner, he releases the captives and he heals the lame in mind and body. You think of this, lame is somebody who's unable to walk without difficulty because of the result, as a result of an injury that affects you. I know that, that, that my most important healing has been of the heart and mind. We can focus on our needs for spirit, physical wellness but see if you get physically well and you're still spiritually sick, it'll not be long until you'll be physically sick again. We need that spiritual mental wholeness so that we can sustain the healing. So um, I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to finish with prayer and just uh, declare uh, that over our, our hearts and minds today. And and say for anybody listening that if if you if if you're in need and you've never received Jesus in your life. This is the beginning part, because God can't not do anything. This is, all these things are benefits of relationship. God places a high emphasis on repentance, turning away for the wrong things, admitting where you're wrong, no being too proud and full of, full of harder heart to go, There's some, I've got, I've, I'm, I'm no in need, and God couldn't fix me. I'm telling you, my conviction is, you can call me black and white all you want, but Christ is the healer. And he, he it's his presence is central to the healing of our hearts and minds and ultimately bodies. So, God, we just praise you for this word. We thank you for your healing presence. God, I pray for every person listening, whatever time they hear these things. God, we just, we invite your presence, we ask your presence to come in and enlighten every person's hearts and minds. We pray that you expose where the th- the, the wrong things that need uh, healed and corrected in their lives, where the wounds that are, that are causing so much uh, hardness and resentment and offence and all these things, bring them to the surface and help every person listen, not, not to, uh, to, to, to be full of fear and and hide behind the fig leaves, and hide behind as, as Adam and Eve, hide and cover ourselves up, help us to become uh, open, to allow that light in, to be willing to have light expose our lives, so that we can then move from that place. So I just pray your healing touch on every soul listening today, in Jesus' mighty name. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.